and opinions on the following program are those of the participants and not necessarily those of KKVV Las Vegas. Are you between a rock and a hard place? Are you not sure if you're a sinner or a saint? Do you think you've lost your salvation? Let me take you to the New King James Version. In the book of Matthew, chapter 18, verses 12 through 14, and Jesus says, What do you think if a man has a hundred sheep and one of them goes astray? Does he not leave the ninety-nine and go to the mountains to seek the one that is strained? And if he should find it, assuredly, I say to you, he rejoices more over that sheep than over the ninety-nine that did not go astray. Welcome to Save the Lost at All Costs. Hosted by Save the Lost at All Costs, Inc. Featuring your sister in Christ and humble servant of the Lord, Nina S. Griffin. Good afternoon. You're listening to Sister Nina S. Griffin, and we are on Save the Lost at All Costs. We're going to open up the phone lines right away. If you're local, you will dial 702-650-5588. Again, if you are in Las Vegas, the local area, you'll dial 702-650-5588 to join our discussion. Or if you have a praise report or if you have a prayer request, we'd love to hear from you. If you're calling outside the Las Vegas area, we do have a toll-free number for you. That would be 800-366-8883. I say again, toll-free, 800-366-8883. We are being streamed live, audio and video from KKVV's 1060 AM's website, and they're also on 101.5 FM. It's simulcast, amen, on the AM and FM dial. But you can see us over the God net. Some people say the worldwide internet. I say the God net. It wouldn't even be available. It wouldn't even be possible without the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. And that address would be www.kkvv.com. Hello and God bless. I just wave to you. Again, that's www.kittenkittenvictorvictor.com. And we'd like to say hello to my wonderful brother in Christ. That would be Brother Vernon Davis. How are you, man of God? I'm doing great, Nina. Wonderful. And we are also being audio and video streamed from Save the Lost at All Costs' website. And our website is www.savethelostlv.org. If you have missed any of our previous broadcasts, please go to our website. Again, www.savethelostlv.org. It has a wealth of information for you in reference to online Bible study resources, local resources, health and wellness resources, education resources, and prayer resources. The gospel is always free on our watch. The majority of all these services and resources are free as well. It's all about building the kingdom of God. Well, Brother Vernon, I was inspired because there's a lot of birthdays in the month of May. And I'd like to say uh, hello to some very, very special people in my life. Vernon, I know you have a person that you'd like to say hello uh, to and welcome about their birthday. Would you like to go first? Um, I'd like to say a happy birthday to my best friend, Gray. His birthday was April 30th. Amen. Praise God. That was yesterday. Amen. Mm-hmm. So praise God. Uh, I'd like to give out some wonderful, blessed Birthday celebration shout outs. First and foremost to my lovely mother. My mother will be 81 years young on May the 5th. So I'm very excited about that. Uh, also, 
I like to give a wonderful birthday shout out to uh, my dear sister in Christ. That would be Lady Desiree Terry. Her birthday is May the 6th. Also like to acknowledge uh, my wonderful sister in Christ, Sister Eagle, Deborah Caffrey. Her birthday is also May the 6th. Amen. And Amen. rounding the corner uh, is Pastor Terry. Amen. His birthday is May, I believe, May the 7th. So we want to say happy and blessed birthday to all those wonderful men and servants in Christ. And I also have a dear friend by the name of Derek Scott. Uh, His birthday is May the 7th as well. And I'd like to wish him a very blessed and happy birthday. And more so than ever, I thank God for allowing me to have these wonderful, wonderful servants of God in my life. Amen. Amen. They have been a tremendous blessing to me. They have been a tremendous gift to me and more so than to me. They've been to our community, to our family and to the kingdom of God. So truly I am blessed and honored to know you and to be able to celebrate with you another year of your wonderful servant life. So Vernon, we have to give them a clap, a holy clap. Amen. And a praise God and a praise hallelujah God. too. Amen. 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 So uh, now that we've got those wonderful shout outs out, Vernon, uh, I want to look at the number three in the Bible. So what we're going to be talking about is the number three. That is our topic for the day. The number three in the Bible. Now, Vernon, what usually comes to mind when you have the number three? Oh, as yeah. as a as a man of God, what what comes to your mind with the number three? The Trinity. Amen. And for those who are just joining us or uh, have just uh, been introduced to the Trinity, what do you mean when you say the Trinity? The Father, the Son, who is Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit that Jesus left when He ascended into heaven. Amen. So, so in the beginning, Vernon. Uh, The triune God has always existed. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Amen? Amen. Okay. Now, when Jesus came to the earth, he was actually God wrapped in flesh. So it was the hypostatic union of man and God in flesh. Amen? Amen. So that's what we had. But the Son has always existed. And as you said, once Jesus was resurrected, he went back to where he's always was, which was in heaven. He took his position, what has always been his position, as the son in the Trinity. Amen. Amen. So the Trinity comes to mind or the triune God. Amen. Amen. So what else comes to mind? That's, that's, um. For me, that, that that always comes to mind. The Trinity, the Holy, the Holy Ghost, the Son, and the Father. Either way you look at it, for me, it is probably... Well, that's the most um, that's the most important. It Amen. Yes, it is. I'm Amen. So that's the most important. Me off guard. <laughs> well, I I didn't catch you off guard, Vernon. The Holy Spirit is speaking to you. Amen. He's Amen. just speaking through me. So, Amen. That's the beautiful thing. Is that you say what you mean and mean what you say. Amen. 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 You don't have to put anything with it, and you don't have to take anything away. The most important thing is what came to your mind. Amen. 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 For you in your walk 
where you are right now. Amen? Amen. So that's what's important. This is live. We do not do any outtakes. <laughs> we don't have any do-overs. The Holy Spirit is moving. Amen? So we're looking at the number three in the Bible. Vernon, oh, what comes to mind to me is what you say, but also that Jesus, right, when he was crucified, how many days did he stay dead? Three. Amen. So without that happening, Vernon, I would not be able to experience eternal life. So that is always something that sticks with me in reference to the number three. So that's what's important to me is that it is confirmation that Jesus lived, that he was crucified, that he died, and he rose again in three days. The resurrection is real. And not only did it happen, but it was witnessed. Amen? Amen. So by over 500 people, and his body has not been recovered. He might have died, but he's not dead. Amen? Amen. He's still the King of Kings. He's still the Lord of Lords. Amen? Amen? And he will be our advocate. He goes to the Father and makes intercession for us, as the Holy Spirit does. Amen? So I'm very excited that the prophecy was fulfilled, Vernon, so that those who believe can partake in the wonderful gift of salvation. And it would not have been possible had he not stayed dead for three days. Amen. Amen. And then only God could raise himself up. So Jesus and the father are one. Amen. Amen. So that's what three represents for me. So we are going to give you some information, and I hope that you get excited about it as I was excited about it, studying it. I hope that you have something to write with and uh, look and investigate on your own. But Vernon and I will always give you the address and the scriptures. Amen? Amen. Now, believe it or not, Vernon, the number three has been used 467 times in the Holy Bible. Amen? Amen. It is the picture of completeness. Amen? And it's a little lesser than the number seven. Amen. Amen. So I want you to know, but it is representing the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. That three represents the Holy Spirit. So that's what speaks to me. The spirit of regeneration, because without the Holy Spirit, Vernon, we cannot be born again. So, so three is just huge. Amen. Amen. So it's one of the first of the four. Perfect spiritual numbers. Seven being the other number. We said three, seven, ten, and twelve. Those are perfect spiritual numbers. And believe it or not, we have three patriarchs. Mm -hmm. They are who? Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Right. The patriarchs. Amen? Amen. But Jacob's name was changed to Israel. But we are known other people with the three patriarchs. Amen. Amen. And then you have to understand who the patriarchs were uh, at the time of the flood. It would be Abel, Enoch, and Noah. So there we have the patriarchs again. And then we know that the world was destroyed by the flood. Amen. Amen. Okay. Now, how many books are in the New Testament? Vernon, I'm so glad you asked. 27. <laughs> Amen. I heard you speaking to me, Vernon. 
What is three <laughs> times three times three, Vernon? Three times three times three is 27. Oh, but you was, got it. Amen. But I was way ahead of you when you said 27. I divided it. It's divisible by three. Amen. Which but, is nine, which but is three you, times three. But do you see the completeness? <laughs> right. yeah. But Vernon, it's three to the third power. That's right. <laughs> Are you starting to get it now, Vernon? Yes, and it's just like you uh, you said one of those other numbers, but one was 10 and the other was 12. 12, if you add one and two together, that's still three. Amen. You know, amen. so it's, you're absolutely right. But, but I do. in the Bible. Amen. I want people to understand the power of three. Amen. Amen. It's just huge. Now, Jesus prayed three times in the Garden of Gethsemane before his arrest. He prayed three times. Amen. Amen. Remember, he told them, you know, don't fall asleep. Now is not the time. Amen. Amen. He prayed three times before his arrest. And he was placed on the cross at the third hour. You know, the third hour is 9 a.m. He died on the ninth hour, which is 3 p.m. Are you starting to get it, Vernon? Mm. There were three hours of darkness that covered the land while Jesus was suffering on the cross from the sixth hour to the ninth hour. Three is the number of resurrection. Christ was dead for three full days, three full nights, a total of 72 hours, Vernon. Amen. You ought to get excited about this, Vernon. I'm just like, whoo, before being resurrected on Saturday, April the 8th. Just before sunset. So you see how we have these times. Things are happening at the first hour, the second hour. Amen. Mm-hmm. They're happening at the sixth hour. I mean, we have to get excited about this. Now, when Jesus was transfigured on Mount Hermon, there are three people who saw his glory. John, Peter, and James. Those were the three disciples. That actually saw him being transfigured. And remember the dove? Came? Yes. Mm-hmm. There were three disciples. Only three disciples. Amen. Amen. But you had Moses and Elijah talking. Moses represents God's law. Elijah represents the prophetic. And then you have God. Amen. Amen. So you have three. And then you have the three disciples. Then you have Jesus. And you have Jesus as the son. Because he said, for my son who I am proud. Amen? Amen. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. Then you have Jesus intercessing, representing what you have the law, which is Moses. Moses. Amen? And then you have the prophetic, which is Elijah. Elijah. Amen? Amen? Thus saith the Lord. Amen? Amen. The word of God going forth. It's, it's exciting now. When we look at the number three in the Bible, how exciting that is. Now, we're going to go to some scripture. Amen? Amen. So let's look at Acts 17, 28. We're going to look at the Apostle Paul. And we're going to see some things here. So you're going to go to Acts 17, 28. And I am going to go to 1 Corinthians, why you do that. So you let me know when you're there. Amen. And will you give the address out and let people know what version you're reading from, please? Um, it's Acts 17, verse 28 from the New King James. And the Bible says, the Word of God says, For in Him we live and move and have our being. 
as is also some of your own poets have said, for we are also his offspring. Amen. So let's go to 1 Corinthians 15.33. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 33. Amen. All right, you want to read that for us? 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 33 from the New King James Version. Uh, Do not be deceived. Evil company corrupts good habits. Amen. And now we're going to go to Titus chapter 1, verse 12. Mm-hmm. We're getting there. Chapter 1, verse 12. Mm-hmm. One of them, a prophet of their own, said, Cretans are always liars, evil beasts, lazy gluttons. Right. And and the thing is, is that you're looking at this, the, the Greek poets, they were actually quoting Paul. Hmm. <laughs> Can you imagine? They were actually quoting Paul. And who did Paul speak for? He was a godly inspired. Amen. He spoke the word of God. So even the Greeks knew that God was real. Amen. Amen. And that Paul was anointed to speak. Amen. Amen. And they understood that when he spoke, he was speaking from the word of God and that it was true. So there's there's three occasions there where we have even the Greeks (laughs) are quoting Paul. Now let's go to Psalm 111.9. There are three words that appear only once in the scriptures. And I'm going to give you the first word. So you're going to go to Psalm 111 verse 9. And tell me what the scripture says, man of God. Psalm 111 verse 9 from the New King James. He has sent redemption to his people. He has commanded his covenant forever. Holy and awesome is his name. Amen. So you were reading Psalm 111 verse 9. Mm-hmm. Amen. Well, the word is reverent. That is, only appears in scripture one time. Now let's go to Isaiah fifty-seven fifteen. Isaiah. 57 verse 15. And again, we're coming out of the New King James Version. 57 15. Mm-hmm. Word of God says, For thus says the high and lofty one who inhabits eternity, whose name is holy. I dwell in a high and holy place with him who has a contrite and humble spirit to revive the spirit of the humble and to revive the heart of the contrite ones. The contrite ones. Amen. So the word eternity only appears in the Bible one time. I'm talking about three words that only appear one time. Reverend is the first one. The second one is eternity. Let's look at the third one. We're going to go to 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 15. Second Timothy chapter one, one verse verse five. I apologize. Oh, verse five. Mm-hmm. When I call 
to remembrance the genuine faith that is in you, which dwelt first in your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice, and I am persuaded is in you also. The word grandmother only appears in scriptures one time, and that's where it appears. Amen? Amen. And the Apostle Paul is exhorting to Timothy, because Timothy needs to step up, and the Apostle Paul is decreasing because soon he will be crucified. He will be martyred. And so now it's time for Timothy to go on with the planting of the churches. Amen? Amen. So Paul is encouraging him spiritually, exhorting to him that he knows that the spirit is in him because he has witnessed it in his mother as well as his grandmother. And that he is persuaded that the same spirit is in him as well. And he needs to do what? Stir up the gift. Because the spirit of God has not given him the spirit of timidity. And that's what he's referencing right there. So again, there's only these three words that appear in scripture one time. And they are reverend, eternity, and grandmother. Isn't that something? I didn't realize that to now. Well, the thing is, is that, let me tell you something else that's going to blow your mind. There are only three people in the Bible that God allowed to ask him anything. Moses is one of them? No, no. we're close. <laughs> but I'm guessing. <laughs> let's, that would be a good guess. Amen? Okay. Right. But let's look and see. We're going to go to 1 Kings Chapter 3, verse 5. Again, we're looking at three people who God allowed to ask him anything. Amen? So we're going to go to 1 Kings chapter 3, verse 5. Amen? And that was only three? There's only been three people. Okay. There's only been three people. Amen? Amen. So. 1 Kings. Yes. Let's go to 1 Kings chapter 3, verse 5. Amen. Almost. All right. All right. From the New King James, First uh-huh. King, chapter three, verse five. At Gibeon, the Lord appeared to Solomon in a dream by night, and God said, "Ask, what shall I give you?" Amen. Amen. That's one. Amen. Amen. I think we need to take this call right now, and then we'll get to the other two. Hello, you're on Save the Lost at All Costs, and God bless you. Hey, Mr. Nina. Hey, how are you, Pastor? Uh, I'm hanging in there. Amen. Trying to just uh, make it through the day, you know. Uh, Amen. Well, you got a birthday coming up, and we wanted to acknowledge you. Amen. 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 Praise God. Praise God. I pray that I'll be here to see it. Amen. 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 Yeah, I, I, I called because um, a comment that you had made a little bit earlier in the uh, program about the Greeks. You know, uh, the Greeks didn't have a problem believing in a God. Amen. They were polytheistic. You know, they believed in a whole bunch of gods. I received that. You know, and but when, when Paul delivered that message on Mars Hill, mm-hmm. you know, because there was a bunch of philosophers there, you know, and things like that. And right. that's one of the things that I wanted to bring up to the people that are listening. When we go into recovery and we go into the different uh, programs that they have, you know, the different 12-step programs. Amen. 
you know, the, the, there are people who have the, the Greek thinking mindset, mm-hmm. and, and they think that uh, they can just choose anything to be their god. But then they, they had a statue amongst all the others that they had that had an inscription on it, the unknown god, and that was the one that Paul introduced them to. Little did they know that's the only God. Amen. So I just wanted to I just wanted to throw that out there to the listeners because you know you have people saying, well, you know, uh, when people get into the discussion about religion, talking about Hinduism and uh, talking about Buddhism and uh, you know and, and the Muslim faith and all of that, and they say, well, we all yeah, we all worship in the same God. You just have a different name. That's not true. And so that was one of the the major things that Paul had to set straight amongst those people um, there in uh, the Epicureans and the Stoics there at, at Mars Hill. So I just wanted to throw that in there. Amen. And, uh, and keep we, up the good work. All right. Well, I appreciate that, Pastor. And we love you, and we want you to have a blessed, powerful, and productive birthday. Amen? Amen. Amen. Thank you. All right. Love you. Bye-bye. Love you, too. All right. Well, we appreciate hearing from the pastor and knowing that he's out there listening. Amen, Vernon? Amen. Absolutely. All right. So I want you to go to Psalm 2, verse 9. Mm -hmm. Psalm 2, verse 9 from the New King James. You shall break them with a rod of iron. You shall dash them to pieces like a potter's vessel. Correct? You had Psalm 2, verse 9. Psalm 2, mm-hmm. verse 9. Okay. You shall break them with a rod of iron. You shall dash them to pieces like a potter's vessel. Amen. And okay. So. Who's the person that's supposed to be asking <laughs> <laughs> that, that's where I'm lost. Now. That's Jesus. Oh, I, okay. Explain. I will. Okay. But that, that's the reference. Okay. Okay. Because what is he supposed to do when Jesus comes back? What is he supposed to do? Save us. You shall break them with a rod of iron. You shall. Be, be, because he saved us, he judges us. So when he comes back, he's coming back with a double-edged sword in his mouth. He's coming to separate those that are not his. Amen? Amen. So this is something that has to be done. You know, Jesus is not timid. He's not a, a picture that's an effeminate picture that you see a lot that happen uh, in the churches of Rome. That's not Jesus. That depiction is not him. He's the king of kings. He is the Lord of lords. So he's coming for what is rightfully his. And for those who are not his, they will face judgment. Vernon? So trust and believe. God gives Jesus anything that he asks because he and the Father are one. Okay. Amen? Amen. Okay. Amen. So, so, so Solomon is the first and Jesus is the... Is the second. And now we're going to go to the scriptures of Isaiah 7, verse 11. Hmm. 
Isaiah 7, verse 11 from the New King James. Ask a sign for yourself from the Lord your God. Ask it either in the depth or in the height above. So, that's anything from as high as the heavens Mm -hmm. to the depths of the earth. Amen? Now, the person that is, that is Ahaz. Ahaz. That who is that? And what does he say in the next verse? But Ahaz said, I will not ask, nor will I test the Lord. But he had an opportunity right there to ask for anything. Amen? Amen. And those are the only three people in scriptures that could ask for anything. Amen. Now, we know that Jesus is God wrapped in flesh. Amen? Amen. He always was the son. Amen? He only became Jesus when he had flesh on him. But he always was the son. Amen. So the son is not going to deny himself. Amen. Amen. He has to fulfill the prophecy and he fulfilled the prophecy in coming in flesh to be the full payment, the propitiation for sin. Amen. 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 So that had to happen. That's fulfilling the prophecy, Vernon, so that we can have eternal life and salvation. Amen. Had that not happened because only his blood was sinless. There was no blood that would even compare to be able to make the payment for sin. All souls have sinned, right? And the soul that sins, what? Must die. Amen. So we are able to have a resurrected life in Christ for those who believe. Now we're also, it's not enough to believe. We need to carry out what it is that we believe. We have to walk in faith. Amen. Amen. You cannot Say that you believe and live a hypocritical life. That's true. That is so true. So the thing is, is that we have a soul. We have a spirit and we have a body. Three. Just like most people always say, look at two. There's not a, there's not a, there's not a dichotomy. It's a trichotomy. Amen. Amen. Man is made up of three. Just like God, the father, God, the son, God, the Holy Spirit is the Godhead. We are made up of three. Amen. We have a physical body, we have a spirit, and we have a soul. soul. Now, once your soul is saved, it cannot be lost. Your spirit is, are you going to inhabit the spirit of the Holy Spirit and take on its attributes? Will there be fruit of the spirit? Because it said a man is known by what? It's fruit of his spirit. A- amen. It's known lives. by his fruit. Mm-hmm. So if you're casting out anger, and you're casting out gossip, uh, sexual immorality... Deceit, covetousness, murder, Mm -hmm. robbery, backbiting. Who is your father? Not Jesus. Amen. (laughs) So it's the father of the earth, right? Amen. The father of this realm. Amen. Satan. There it is. You heard it from Brother Vernon. Now they have something else we'd like to hear from him. Amen. (laughs) Amen. Amen. All right. Now, three gifts were given to Israel by God, which were his law, the land of the inheritance and their calling of the world to come, which means, guess what? Jesus is coming again, that we will be with him. Amen. Amen. So that is what God gave Israel. His law. 
their inheritance, which was the land, because what did he give them? Moses, right? The Ten Commandments, do you remember? Oh, yes. Okay. So there's the law. What were they given? The promised land. Amen? Amen. And what did he tell Joshua? He said, this time, I'm with you. Amen? Amen. Moses is not coming back. I'm with you. So if he's with Joshua, he's with the people who are his people who are going into the promised land. Amen? Amen. The land is their inheritance. It's called the land of what? Milk and honey. Amen? Amen. Okay, and then their calling, which is the world to come, is that they did not die in vain. Amen? Amen. That their faith, they had a promise. They were going to live in the kingdom with the Father. Amen? Amen. So that's what we got going for us. Amen? We ought to get excited about that. So those are the three things that they promised them. And if God promised them, that's our promise too. He's not a man that he would lie, nor is he a sinner that he would have to repent. When he says it, it's done. That is still going for us at this day. That promise. Amen? Amen. We ought to get excited about the number three. It is truly when you see God doing his best work. Amen? Seven is just like supernatural. It's, it's off the chain. It's all supernatural. But three is a very, very close second to seven. Amen? So Amen. get excited about the number three. Alright. Now I think we've got them woke up. Now we're going to talk about three as it relates to sexual sin. Vernon? So why don't you go to Romans chapter one and we're going to look at verses 20 through 32. There are three places in the New Testament where sex sins are specially referenced. So let's look at them so people will understand that. And I hope you guys are still staying with us and writing. Look at that, Vernon. Three, three, three. I wow. saw that already. <laughs> I'm telling you, uh, this is it. Praise God. It's important. Amen. That, amen. Who That's, would know? It's the Holy Spirit. I noticed. Amen. So, Vernon, you just this caught is it before it went away. Amen. But I'm just saying, you saw it, I saw it. The amen. Holy Spirit saw it first, but he made sure that we saw it together. Amen. Amen. So, this is important, Vernon, what we're going forth with now. It's all important, but this is especially important because these are the three places in the New Testament where sex sins are especially referenced. So, again, we're going to Romans 1, verses 20 through 32. And we're in the New King James Version, correct? Correct. Amen. Amen. Uh, Romans chapter 1, verse 20 through 32, Mm -hmm. New King James. For since the creation of the world, his invisible attributes are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. Because although they knew God, they did not glorify him as God, nor were thankful but became futile in their thoughts, and their foolish hearts were darkened. Professing to be wise, they became fools, and changed the glory of the incorruptible God into an image made like corruptible man, Mm. and birds, and four-footed animals, and creeping things. Mm. Therefore God also gave them up to uncleanliness, in the lust of their hearts, to dishonor their bodies among themselves, who exchanged the truth of God for the lie, and worshipped, and served the creature rather than the Creator, who is blessed forever. Amen. For this reason God gave them up to vile passions, for even their women exchanged the natural use for what is against nature. Likewise, also the men, leaving the natural use of the woman, burned in their lust for one another, men with men, committing what is shameful and receiving in themselves the penalty of their error, which was due. 
And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a debased mind to do those things which are not fitting, being filled with all unrighteousness, sexual immorality, wickedness, covetousness, maliciousness, full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, evil-mindedness. They are whisperers, backbiters, haters of God, violent, proud, boasters, inventors of evil things, disobedient to parents, undiscerning, untrustworthy, unloving, unforgiving, unmerciful, who, knowing the righteous judgment of God, that those who practice such things are deserving of death, not only do the same, but also approve of those who practice them. Amen. Well, the thing is, Vernon, a lot of people are upset by people who have these attributes and who blatantly commit these type of acts or relish in this type of lifestyle. It says right here in the word of God that God has turned them over. To a debased mind. If that's what they want to be and not honor him and not walk in his precepts and his commands, so be it. So a lot of times people are like, well, it, it, it's, it's too much. It's too much. It's too much. What's too much? Certain behaviors and certain lifestyles. It's overwhelming. But did they ever read the scriptures? Because if mm-hmm. they read the scriptures right here, God has turned them over. And they will get what they have coming to them. By their choice. Amen. That's what's important. The scriptures are very plain about that. Amen. Amen. We just read it. Amen. So we need to make sure that we are receiving that in our spiritual maturity, Vernon. They are not mocking God. They are mocking themselves. By their own choice. Amen. Amen. So. Recovery is about changing your heart and your mind. Amen. Amen. And walking in it. Correct? Correct. There has to be a physical manifestation. There has to be a demonstration of recovery. Recovery is an action. Amen. Amen. And it's a continuous action. And it requires a continuous effort. Amen. Amen. And when you stop putting forth that effort. Can you explain to the listeners what might happen when the effort is not in your mind, when it's not in your heart, and when you leave your body out there for what, Vernon? For relapse, for sin, um, you slip back into what you your old ways. And it could easily, be, and it could be worse. Amen. It can. It's always worse. <laughs> Amen. Well, it's always worse. Just me reading all that, and you said the word overwhelming. Just me reading the last couple of verses was overwhelming in my head. Amen. Uh, you know all of that, and that's what's waiting out there. You know when we choose what we think is fun. Well, some people get very discouraged because they have spent, you know, a lot of time in their life to try to encourage people. You know what I mean? Not to do certain behaviors, to be long suffering about it. Amen. Amen. We still need to take the position that we take, Vernon. But if we've done the best that we could and we did it with the right heart and with the right spirit. Amen. Amen. Then we did what we were supposed to do. We were at our post. 
you're not going to be able to lead everybody to Christ. Amen. Amen. Some people have no desire. That's true. To be led to Christ. And the thing is, is do not be discouraged because there are those who do. We need to continue to do God's work and his will. Amen. Amen. And understand that it is some people's will and subsequently God lines up with their will. Amen. And turns them over to a debased mind. Because that is their heart's desire. Amen. Amen. So let's continue with the second reference in the New Testament about special reference of sexual sins. We're going to go to 1 Corinthians chapter 5 and we're going to look at verses 1 through 13. I want to encourage the saints that we need to continue to be a part of God's plan and his purpose. Amen? Amen. And that it is a continuous work. Amen? Amen. We cannot sit back and rest on our laurels. We have to continue to do what God has called us to do. Amen? Amen. We're not there yet. Amen? <laughs> no, especially me. <laughs> Chapter 5, 1 Corinthians from the New King James Verse and, 1. And identify the verses when you read, man of God, please. Oh, okay. Thank you. Verse 1. It is actually reported that there is sexual immorality among you, and such sexual immorality has it is, has is not even named among the Gentiles that a man has his father's wife. Verse 2. And you are puffed up and have not rather mourned that he who has done this deed might be taken away from among you. Verse 3. For I indeed, as absent in body but present in spirit, have already judged, as though I were present, him who has so done this deed. Verse 4. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, when you are gathered together along with my spirit, with the power of our Lord Jesus Christ. Verse 5. Deliver such a one to Satan for the destruction of the flesh, that his spirit may be saved in the day of the Lord Jesus. Verse 6. Your glorying is not good. Do you not know that a little leaven leavens the whole lump? Verse 7, Therefore purge out the old leaven, that you may be a new lump, since you truly are unleavened. For indeed Christ, our Passover, was sacrificed for us. Verse 8, Therefore let us keep the feast, not with the old leaven, nor with the leaven of malice and wickedness, but with the unleavened bread of sincerity and truth. Amen. Verse 9, I wrote to you in my epistle not to keep company with sexually immoral people. Verse 10, yet I certainly did not mean with the sexually immoral people of this world or with the covetous or extortioners or idolaters, since then you would need to go out of the world. Verse 11, but now I have written to you not to keep company with anyone named a brother who is sexually immoral or covetous or an idolater or a reveler or a drunkard, or an extortioner, not even to eat with such a person. Verse 12, For what I have done, do, what, for what I have I to do with judging those also who are outside, do you not judge those who are inside? Verse 13, But those who are outside God judges. Therefore, put away from yourself the, yourselves the evil person. Amen. So, this is very powerful because Paul is talking to believers. Amen? Amen. And this is what's going on inside the body, the church, if you will. Amen? Amen. The fellowship of believers. And there was a young man 
who started having sexual relations with his father's wife. So that would be his stepmother. And the church, instead of teaching him and godly instructing him, they were laughing about it. They thought it was funny that he was doing this. And that's why Paul said, do you not know that he could die in his sins? Amen. He could die in his trespasses. So we as believers, for those who come into our midst, who are brothers and sisters of Christ, who are exuding this type of behavior, it's our job, Brother Vernon, to go to them, to point things out to them and help them get counsel. Now, there are those who are in our midst. They are wolves in sheep's calling, and they are there to devour us. Amen. And we need to identify that that is devouring us and either they're going to repent, amen, and get back up and get back in line or they should remove themselves from our midst. And Paul says, it's not for me to judge. God judges the outside. However, we cannot condone certain behavior if we are truly brothers and sisters in Christ. But we need to go to that one in love. Amen? Amen. And encourage them and find out what the issue is because they could be misguided. Amen? They could be misinformed. People do not always teach the scriptures correctly, Vernon. And we really need to go to that person to find out if they have an understanding of what God's word says and what God's word means. We least to need to do that. Amen? And then once we have had that conversation with them, give them an opportunity to be renewed because our mind should be renewed every day. Amen. Mm -hmm. In Christ and see where we go from there. But we should not encourage that behavior, nor should we celebrate it. Amen. In our midst. But guess what? For those who are in leadership, if they're hypocritical in what they're doing, why would they point it out to what another person is doing? Amen. Because then that means that they would have to stop doing what they're doing. So sometimes people are in certain bodies and certain groups so they can actually be just as hypocritical as the leadership. Amen. Because hypocrites don't usually point out hypocrites. They like to be able to do hypocritical things amen on their own amen so we have to be careful where we are so paul is pointing some things out amen Amen. this is like i said very specific these are three places where it's being pointed out in the new testament so let's go to the third place we're going to go to the book of revelation we're going to go to chapter 2 and we're going to look at verses 19 through 25 amen amen So when we go to the book of Revelation and we look at chapter two, uh, it is red, Vernon. And red means that Jesus is speaking. Amen. Amen. So let's uh, check this out. So this is the book of Revelation, chapter two. Um, You said 19 through 25. Right. And we're going to look at a prophetess uh, who calls herself a prophetess. And it's in the church of Thyatira. And uh, this prophetess, believe it or not, has the spirit of Jezebel. Hmm. But this is somebody in the church. Amen. Amen. A prophet is one who speaks God's word. So a prophetess would be the female version of one who speaks God's word. Amen. Amen. Thus saith the Lord, if you will. <clears throat> so let's go. We're in Revelation chapter two, verses 19 through 25. And we're in the New King James Version. And will you call the scriptures out? 
I sure will. Thank you, sir. Chapter 2, verse 19. And again, this is the Lord Jesus Christ speaking because it's in red. Amen. This is Jesus' words because it's in red, as Sister Neal said. Amen. And it's in red in my Bible, too. Verse 19. uh, Know your works, love, service, faith, and your patience. And as for your works, the last are more than than the first. Verse 20. Nevertheless, I have a few things against you because you allow that woman, Jezebel, who calls herself a prophetess, to teach and seduce my servants, to commit sexual immorality and eat things sacrificed to idols. Verse 21, And I gave her time to repent of her sexual immorality, and she did not repent. See that? Time was given. Amen? Amen. 22, Indeed, I will cast her into a sickbed, and those who commit adultery with her into great tribulation unless they repent of their deeds. Verse 23, I will kill their children with the death, and all the churches shall know that I am he who searches the minds and hearts, and I will give to each one of you according to your works. Verse 24, Now to you I say, and to the rest in Thyatira, As many as do not have this doctrine, who have not known the depths of Satan, as they say, I will put on you no other burden. Verse 25, but hold fast what you have till I come. Amen. Hello, you're on Save the Lost at All Costs, and God bless. God bless you, Rachel. How are you? Hey, what's up, Minister Rachel? How are you, (laughs) woman of God? I am well, thank you. And I just wanted to comment on, on us being able to teach you know, people about the word, even when it comes to sexual things, mm-hmm. we need to know the word ourselves. Amen. And that's key. I think a lot of people in the church are afraid to speak on these things because they don't really know why, you know, why they believe what they believe. So how can you pass that on to somebody else? So I, I agree with you, woman you know. of God. I, I agree with you. And you know what? The Holy Spirit is uh, liberal in his wisdom. And it says, you know, get an understanding, amen, and all things. And so we can constantly ask for wisdom. We can constantly ask for help in these areas. But I agree with you 210%, woman of God. You are so right. Well, I did. I'm listening, and I wanted to chime in on that and just say that, you know, I just feel especially the older generation to be 100% honest because we want to say, well, just abstain, abstain. But what's the, you know, we don't remind young people that, just like you were saying, I'll kill their children. I mean, consequences come with, you know, fornication, outside sex, sexual relationships. Well, you know, the thing is, woman of God, <laughs> I, I think what a lot of things is that we have to have the right spirit when we're coming to someone. Right. You know, so that's the whole thing. People will learn from people who love them and who care for them. And when it's obvious you don't love or care for people, it's hard for anybody to listen to you, let alone receive it. Absolutely. So I think we have to have the right heart and the right spirit. And some of us, we have the spirit of judgment. We're the church police. All we want to do is pull people over and give people (laughs) tickets. Amen. And, and, And say stuff like they're going to hell. And my thing is, right. is that you have to be careful with the measure that you judge others because that measure will be used against you. And I think that's yeah. what people need to understand. And my thing is this, woman of God, if we model Christ like we're supposed to and love as we're supposed to, then we don't have to worry about what other people are doing. They will see that there's no hypocrisy in us. That's right. But it's very hard right. to uh, try to show somebody something without modeling it yourself. Right, and the Holy Spirit, well, you know, it's not our job to make them believe. It's our job to speak the truth in love. Amen. And the Holy Spirit is the one who will 
bring the increase. He will quicken. He will confirm that what Amen. we're saying is true. And if so, we, and we, and you know what? And we need to get a testimony. That's right. <laughs> See, some of us don't That's have right. a testimony. We're looking at other folks, but we have no testimony. So, you know, right. the thing is, is that what is our testimony? <clears throat> what are we standing on? So, okay. you know, that's the whole thing. Before you're trying to, you know, shake somebody else's tree and check somebody, mm-hmm. you need to check yourself. Right. And because it will be brought out to you. Amen. It will be brought out to you. So I guess that's what some people don't like is that people say, oh, well, it, it, that's your old lady or is that your wife? <laughs> don't talk to me like right. that, young man. Amen. Well, you know what? It's a fair question. See, fair exchange is no robbery. Amen. Amen. That's right. That's All right. Well, I love you, sis, and well, thanks thank for you calling for in. Preaching the truth. I love you guys. Talk All right. Bye bye. Hello, you're on Save the Loss at All Costs, and God bless you. Hey, God bless you too, Sister Nina. I just know you have a few minutes, but when you were talking about the sex part, I was just, this is a brief, my testimony from yesterday in my study. Amen. I never, it didn't come out as clear. It's in 1 Corinthians 6.13. Okay. It says, the body is not for fornication, but for the master, and the master for the body. Amen. That hit me, that my eyes like opened up. Because, you know, people think that it's odd that I don't have a quote, quote, boyfriend. Mm-hmm. I don't believe in that because it's Amen. not scripture. Amen. And that just really put me back because I said, Father, thank you. Amen. Thank you. Because you said getting a test, that's a testimony to the way I live. Amen. And now that, that really is like put icing on the cake to know Amen. that my body is not for fornication. Amen. And if most people knew that, they wouldn't live to, to just be with somebody because knowing who they are and that when you get together with somebody, it's to, it's to produce a family. You're ready to start a family. Amen. But the thing is, woman of God, and we're down to the last minute, I receive what you're saying about the physical, but I think there's a spiritual fornication too. Um, and see, the thing is, yeah. is that we'll get into that next week. Um, you know, the thing is, is that the body has to be led. Amen. Yeah. And so we need to make sure we're in a right relationship. And I receive what you're saying because, you know, I'm without a husband. But oh, it's by listen, choice no, because listen. I'm a servant of no, the Lord Jesus right, Christ. Listen, so my ca- my care is for my husband, yes. which is the Lord Jesus Christ. That's so I have no problem it. with that. I'm in that's a great it. marriage. Hello? Hallelujah. That's what I'm talking about. That's what he told me the next thing when you said when you got to that. That's Amen. It. I am in a great marriage, and I have a very faithful husband. Amen? I want to be a faithful wife. (laughs) All right. Well, I love you, sis. We're closing out. Stay with us for the number three in the Bible next week. It is our humble prayer that the Most High God of all creation and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, continues to bless you and yours without cease for tuning in today and supporting this great move of God with your generous donations. Save the Lost at All Costs is a Holy Spirit field, live called in weekly radio ministry that has been airing since 2005 and serving in the greater Las Vegas community. We can be heard every Sunday at 3.02 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on Las Vegas. Vegas's very own Christian Talk radio stations, 1060 AM and 101.5 FM. Also, we are audio and video streamed in real time during our live broadcast at www.kkvv.com and our website, www.savethelostlv.org. If you would like to re-listen to a previous broadcast at no charge, make an online secure donation, or learn more about our ministry, please visit our website at www.savethelostlv.org. If you prefer, you can mail in a donation. 
Address it to Save the Lost at All Cost, Inc., P.O. Box number 335852, North Las Vegas, 89033. Again, our P.O. Box number is 335852, North Las Vegas, 89033. All donations made to Save the Lost at All Cost, Inc., are 100% tax deductible. For more information, please feel free to call or text us at 702-219-6882. Again, 702-219-6882. We would like to thank you again. Remember to remain in Christ, stay prayed up, tune in, and don't forget to save the lost at all costs, no matter what.